Texas Hemp Show podcast. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine and host of the Texas Hemp Show. This week is podcast number 106 of the Texas Hemp Show. And uh, joining us is this week on the program will be uh, uh, Dr. Matthew Brimberry. Uh, the uh, Matthew is an experienced physician delivering palliative care to patients throughout the Texas area. Currently serves as the medical director for the Texas Cannabis Cl- Clinic. And uh, it's a telehealth and practice serving patients in and around the Austin and, and Houston, as well as Arlington areas in the really the entire state of Texas. And um, this is a, a telemed service. If you, We're going to talk about pre-qualifying conditions and... Uh, and uh, how you can get legal cannabis here in the Lone Star State. So, uh, bringing uh, bring us uh, onto the show here, uh, Dr. Brimberry. Thank you for uh, your support of the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, and and welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. Thank you so much, Russell. It's my pleasure. Well, very cool. Um, looking forward to chatting with you here. Let's get a little. Um, uh, into the conversation here, I guess I'll kind of just jump right in there and ask you how did you kind of, how did you get into the cannabis side of things? Uh, first of all, first and foremost, you're a physician, but uh, why go the cannabis route? Well, I'm in a hospice and palliative medicine and have been for ten years. And our patients have been using cannabis during that time, and I've seen the evolution from where. Patients were released from hospice practices because they're using cannabis to where it was incorporated. Um, and we kind of looked the other way and all the way to where we could embrace it and give them access to that medicine. And it was in 2019 when they opened up the conditions through the Texas Compassionate Use Program that the Department of Public Safety gave me my certification of certified patients. And I've been certifying patients ever since there's no lack of patience Russell. there's a lack of physicians that know how to do it well i read you know i read a few maybe a year and a half ago we one point at one point in the magazine we published a list of doctors that were going to be prescribing the medicine for for patients Uh, i believe there was over 200 wasn't there there were, they still, still is, they're up uh, over 600. However, just because a physician puts their name in with DPS and DPS mm-hmm. grants them the certification mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that clinician understands the endocannabinoid system, yeah. has done any extra continuing medical education or gotten certified outside of DPS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not something that's taught in our graduate medical education program. You have to actually yeah. go out there and read books and get, get certified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really didn't even know uh, Dr. Brimbury about the endocannabinoid system until the early nineties. Was that right? It wasn't in my medical school. And I went through medical school <laughs> in the two thousands. There was a, <laughs> I remember one poster on the CB1 receptor from the dental school. It wasn't taught uh, when I was in medical school. No. No, and, 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 and science, modern science didn't even really know about it until the earliest 90s, and I believe it was a Canadian physician that, that made this, uh, 
discovery of our endocannabinoid system. That is it fair to say that the endocannabinoid system in not just humans, but it's in most creatures. I understand, isn't it? If you have a verte- vertebrae, you got an endocannabinoid system. So, so where I'm going with this is I'm going to use a Star Wars vernacular. Uh, uh, is it the Metachlorians? You know, if you if you if you hate the Metachlorian philosophy of uh, Lucas's uh, epic sci-fi drama, but in in some clinical way, it, it's like if if they're part of our cells, the endocannabinoid system is inside of us. It's I'm just using a Star Wars reference here, but does that make you see where I'm going with that? Is that I'm trying to make a connection there? Yeah, some people are with the Force. Yes. <laughs> well, I have a good feeling about this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, um, let's talk a little bit about the pre-qualifying conditions. Um, what new ones did we get uh, at last session? There were a few, and I think one was. Uh, I mean, I think we got. Veterans was a big one, I think, that we got. Can you talk on what we got, uh, what we had prior to the last session and what we got recently in last year? So, um, previous to 2019, it was mm. intractable epilepsy and mm. pediatrics. And then after 2019, that's when I was able to participate. And I was the first physician that DPS let in because they allowed terminal cancer, ALS, muscle spasticity, multiple sclerosis and a whole host of neurodegenerative conditions. Also, they allowed autism. Um, That's when I got involved because predate that, you had neurologists and these terminal cancer patients uh, that were at home didn't have access. So uh, that's how uh, I think DPS allowed me to get in there so I could Mm. help out these folks that other folks weren't gonna be able to get to. Then uh, in 2021, they, uh, presented chronic pain, PTSD, That's and right. all, all forms of cancer. Mm-hmm. And that made it through the House to the Senate. And then they took out uh, chronic pain and just left us with uh, PTSD and uh, all forms of cancer. And yeah. they raised the cap just a little bit. Yeah, just up to one from uh, from 0.5. And I, my mother, bless her heart, just recovered last year from... Uh, uh, cancer and she's got uh, neuropathy. I know mom qualifies for this medicine and, and um, uh, as a former hippie who smoked it enough in the 60s and 70s, you'd think she at least could handle some 1% uh, you know, for her neuropathy um, but uh, these this is getting better it seems like um, uh, on what we're allowing for. One of the things that we talk about in between sessions uh, uh, is allowing for uh, maybe the lobbying for doctors having discretion of the, the amount of THC. Is that something you support Dr. Brimbury on your end? Uh, um, maybe allowing for a 3% THC or giving the doctor, a, you know, I don't know how lawmakers do that, but maybe they max cap it at 5%, but give the doctor some freedom to, to prescribe. We have a lot of patients that do really well with a 1%, mm-hmm. but a lot isn't everybody. Um, mm-hmm. we also have patients that really need some concentrated medicine and I don't think that 3% will get us there. I don't think five or 10%. I think it's North of 25%. Mm-hmm. And Rick Simpson oil will get to, you know, at 10%. If we could get some 20 to 25% cap, that'd be great. In my honest opinion, it should be the physician's, uh, discretion on what the, that should be. 
Yeah, that that seems some state other states are doing have programs like that where they can where the doctor can choose, right? Mhm. Yeah, that's that seems to me the way the the keep our government out of our our, our health lives and, and allow the doctors to make those decisions for uh, for for us. Um, well, I keep track of my patients uh, that, and that's the beauty of this program is that a physician gets you qualified and it's a bona fide patient physician relationship. There's uh, a certain amount of Delta nine THC that we're allowed to um, prescribe well, that we allow you access to, and then we follow up with you and we see how you're mm -hmm, doing. Mm -hmm. And we can see the benefits of this medicine, but we can also see the shortcomings. And the shortcomings, in all honesty, are limited by the, that cap and also what conditions we're allowed into the program. Well, hopefully this next session, uh, Dr. Brimberry, we'll be able to get, um, you know, uh, a little more cap on that uh less maybe they'll give us a little more thc uh, on that and give you guys at, at the physician level a little more freedom um can we talk a little bit about costs for patients and what is this i understand when they come aboard uh with your program it's it's like a six-month program you you're you're good for medicine for six months i understand right yes okay yes and so we have when patients apply, we go through their records, we um, see the patients, and once they're qualified, we put up, we, we give them a personalized treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And that initial, uh, the amount of work that that takes, we cover our costs with just a little bit of overhead and a little bit of margin. We're able to uh, get patients certified for $180. We do run specials every once in a while. Um, so EMS, firefighters, veterans, we can uh, give them a 20% discount and mm -hmm. uh, break even. Um, but yes, that's our, our current operating costs is 180 for that first visit. Now that takes a, usually it's a 20 minute appointment. Mm -hmm. If somebody's transferring from out of state and believe you me, we have people coming in from all, all over the country to go to MD Anderson and they can't bring the medicine. If, if you're coming in from out of state, we, except transfer patients uh, at okay. $110, which is our typical follow-up uh, charge, because that's only about a 10 minute. 10 and, minute. and I just want to throw that in there. I'm, uh, with this overhead shot here, there's a 20% off. Uh, they have an ad in the Texas Hemp Reporter's brand new issue on page 11, folks. So if you're par uh, watching the show or listening, uh, there's a 20% off if you text uh, TXHEMP or Texas Hemp to their um, phone number, which is the, how you set up your appointments. That's 512-892-7092. And um, uh, that promotion ends at the end of January. So I want to I thank them for that, for marketing with us, but also remind guys, you know, check that out. And I, I want to get my mom to try this for the neuropathy. They give her uh, gabapentinol and a lot of meds that, you know, I'll give her uh, problems with her stomach and digestion. Um, um, what have you seen with people with, you know, um, with those symptoms? How does the, how does the cannabis help them? It, it about nine times out of 10, it works very well. And I want to Russell, it not only helps, after you have neuropathy, mm -hmm. there are studies showing that platinum-based chemotherapy agents, which are some of the most toxic for the peripheral nervous system, that you can prevent the neuropathy if you can get your hands on some cannabis before starting your chemotherapy. 
Oh, wow. Really interesting. Well, you know, what we've been noticing lately is my my father has gotten um, old, uh, now I'm in his mid-70s, and he has gotten a little bit of Parkinson's on his uh, right hand, which is his drawing hand. And uh, when we gave him, Dr. Brimberry, we gave him some THCV, and it really helped uh, that. Does the... Does the the gummy form in one percent also known to help any patients of yours with Parkinson's? I don't know if that's a pre qualifying condition just yet, but uh, but it's a I, neurodegenerative, yeah. So that's neuro that falls under neurodegenerative. So have you seen anybody like that with the Parkinson's side? Because I I noted that some of the over the counter um, products uh, that my father I've given him has helped him. Uh, as well with the, some of that the beauty of being able to get full spectrum products with your thcv and your thca mm-hmm. um the products that are coming from the dispensaries uh they're going to be isolates and the, none of them are going to be cold pressed and so with those isolates you're, you're going to miss out on some of those full spectrums mm-hmm. that's why if you could, we could get to 10 percent and get some rso we could get some of that as for my personal experience with parkinsonian patients um, we've all seen the YouTube videos of, of a gentleman with tremors and he, he uses some flour and his tremors goes away. Uh, I've found, unfortunately, that uh, it's, it's not so much the tremors that we're able to treat as the anxiety, the insomnia, and the decreased appetite. With that being said, though, Russell, I will tell you mm-hmm. that in a few of our Parkinsonian patients, it is the thing that helps with their tremors. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was at an event not too long ago, and I picked up some of that uh, that medicine for dad and, and uh, just sent that off to him. I haven't spoken with him to see how that's going, but um, he's in another state, and I think he qualifies for cannabis even in the, even where he's living in, in Utah. So, um, um we have an interview with you guys in the magazine too. And I wanted just to point that out that that's currently out there. If you could pick this up guys and learn more about the Texas cannabis clinic, uh, here in the current issue that's just available. Um, and these magazines went to Houston, Dallas, Austin, the Rio Grande Valley, as well as San Antonio, this, this, um, this particular issue. So, um, it's Texas Cannabis Clinic is how you can look these guys up in the magazine and find out a little more about them. Um, can patients grow cannabis at home in Texas? That's not that's not part of what our laws are, right? I, I, I pulled this from your frequently asked questions on your website, Dr. Brimberry, and I'm just pulling one or two of these out there for the listener that in Texas we can't grow anything. That's right, not yet. Not yet, not yet. But also, what about uh, insurance not covering cannabis just yet in Texas? That is correct. Yeah, it's federally illegal, so we can't charge Medicare or Medicaid for these evaluations. And you can't use your insurance to pick up the medicine at the dispensary either. What would you like to see happen in the next session, Dr. Rimbury, with the 88th legislation coming in here to January? This will be my... Uh, second full session as a, um, you know, advocate here in, in this space, you know, we, we came, we came on board in, in early to 2020. And so, um, this next session will be, you know, a big one for me is I feel I'll be able to get down there and maybe 
be a little more active down there in, on Congress Avenue. What is it that you guys on your end would like to see happen with with uh, more freedoms with the legislation uh, session coming up? Well, long term, we would love to see no cap and let the physician decide whether or not a, a patient should qualify. Uh, within this session, I think what's reasonable is extension of that cap up to 25, 50%, and then opening it up to a few more conditions. Hopefully, the number one condition that you, med medical cannabis is utilized for across the United States, and that is chronic pain. It's the one that we have the best evidence on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, chronic pain. Um, also, it seems to do great, great help for our veterans with PTSD, and, and I'm sure you see that as well. Russell, I, when PTSD got approved last year, I was part of a, um, a study group. It's a survey of veterans mm -hmm. and we brought on 14 veterans into the program on September 1st and we followed them for 90 days yeah. and we've watched as their PTSD symptoms went, um, were reduced by 50%. And they, they stayed on the same amount of cannabinoids um, at that, at that uh, three-month mark. I've now, since it's been a year, I still see these veterans, and we are having long-term data. They're having amazing long-term success with this medicine. And if you compare this to the pharmaceuticals that are out there, and I've given presentations on this, how it's, uh, it is three times... Uh, more efficacious for PTSD than the pharmaceuticals that they're getting at the VA. Yeah, you know, that that's really a, a powerful part of this uh, this plan and and this whole th um, debate on this 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 treatment. But I think it's a uh, uh, very empowering for our veterans to get the best help that they can. And you know what? Just off topic, a tad off. Um, I know a doctor that's at Baylor Medical Center that's doing trials with low doses of, uh, um, um, I guess, psychedelics with treatment with veterans. And so I know it's on the research side of the Baylor Medical Center, but I happen to know a doctor that does um, treat uh, veterans with PTSD and other uh, conditions with uh, low levels of uh, psychotropics. Is that something you've heard about? Oh, yeah. No, that's that comes from my academy, the oh. Academy of Hospice and Palliative Medicine. Mm -hmm. That's typically where some of these experimental things happen is when people don't have much time left. And we don't have time to, to mess around with long acting medicines. We try something that's quick acting. And uh, absolutely, we, we've got evidence on MDMA psilocybin, yeah. Yeah. and the like. And we have outstanding results. And uh, we are going to see the foundations of psych psychiatry change over the next two to five years, they're yeah. already preparing clinicians to learn how to administer those medicines as they're rolling through the FDA. And they're finding that number one, they're extraordinarily safe. And number two, they're very effective, much better than what we've had before when it comes to treating things like refractory depression and PTSD. Well, one of, one of, uh, I'm friends with a Dr. Jackson up in the Dallas Fort Worth area in Arlington, and he's with Baylor medical center. And he, uh, he's, uh, doing really good stuff with, uh, the program that he's doing with, you know, low levels um, of MDMA and other uh, psychotropics. And so I think that um, the culture is also shifting with that with lawmakers in Washington, too. I mean, you're starting to hear more, more um, 
the more accepting of alternative medicines now more than ever here in 2022. Yeah, we, we need it. Well, we absolutely do. Um, shout out to listeners. How can folks get involved and be a part of this um, program? I guess uh, uh, fire off the website or, or shout that number out again and let folks know, Dr. Bembry, how they can, can, can get their medicine. Uh, that's the, the Texas Cannabis Clinic. Absolutely. So if you think that you qualify or you have a neighbor or family member, you can go to TexasCannabisClinic.com and apply. And you may wonder, well, how old is too old? What condition doesn't qualify? How young is too young? We, we have patients that are in their late 90s. Uh, we see every condition that is certifiable in the state of Texas. And we are all trained to see pediatrics as well, something that you won't see mm-hmm. in other cannabis clinics. Um, some of our youngest uh, patients are well under a year old. And so we are versed with this medicine and that's how we fit in to your community is helping guide patients through the process of getting certified and also helping them titrate their medicine to the right effect so that they get, get a good response. Well, we appreciate your time and being with us here on the Texas Hemp Show podcast. I know you've got a Christmas party to get to, so I'm not going to keep you holding up much longer. But uh, but thank you so much for what you're doing. And we hope to see you know some better laws get passed here with this next session in the 88th. And um, uh, for more information, visit, guys, TexasCannabisClinic.com. And remember, if you call – and all of this is telemed, right, Dr. Ribery? I mean – is aren't all isn't this all all just telemedicine getting over the phone and or on a conference with you, right? Absolutely, you do it in your living room with your bunny slippers on. Call us, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get you certified. <laughs> yeah, this you don't have to make an excuse that you can't go down there or, or travel all the way across town. You don't have to do that with these guys. You just pick up the phone, schedule your telemed visit, and uh, and get that thing. Then, so mom. You can't you can't blame this one on uh, no one took you down there or anything like that. Get on the phone there eight nine five one two eight nine two seventy ninety two. Thank you, Doctor Brimbury, for being a part of the show. And thank you for all you do. All right, Merry Christmas to you guys. All right, we'll be back on the other side. It's the Texas Hip Show podcast number one oh six, and we will be back after this and read some news and and uh, talk a little bit about the new edition of the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. I'm Russell. We'll be back after this. Howdy, Texas hemp lovers. I want to invite you to the premier Texas hemp event, the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup, happening on December 10th from 2 to 10 p.m. at the Far Out Lounge and Stage in Austin, Texas. Presented by Rare Earth Genomics and produced by Grow House Media in 1937 Apothecary. National speakers, live music, awards, glass blowing, and over 20 Texas vendors with official judging partners, the Texas A&M Hemp Research Program. Tickets on sale now at thetasteoftexashempcup.com. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs exclusive hemp monitoring program. 
Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. We are ATX bud tenders and we sell marijuana. Nosotros somos los ATX bud tenders y nosotros vendemos marijuana. Aquí chicos de mao, un cachito chico mao. Obviously, that was all made up, and obviously, we don't give a. We will serve a cup. We'll serve anyone. Real marijuana today. Seven three seven gas bud. ATX budtenders.com Contact us now and get weed cheaper than any time in your fucking life. Would you like to be a guest on the Texas Hemp Show? Get your products or services featured on the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Over 10,000 downloads available on Instagram, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Grow your business with an editorial about your services in the magazine packaged with your display ad in print and online. 120,000 copies available statewide in all cannabis and CBD retailers in Texas. Would you like to be on the cover of the Texas Hemp Reporter? Ask about our media opportunities by emailing texashempreporter at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show podcast, number 106 this week on the program. And um, I thought I would tribute that to the Metachlorians there, as uh, Dr. Brimbury had a little fun with me on the Star Wars reference. But uh, no, welcome to podcast 106. The uh, magazines are available in, so far, Austin, Texas. We are in... Houston this evening, and uh, we delivered to Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area. DFW get them tomorrow, um, but we did make them available in South Texas already this week. Austin, uh, parts of San Antonio will get them next week. But uh, this week, our latest edition of the Texas Hemp Reporter, The Fate of Delta 8 in Texas. We've got an article in here on the benefits of microdosing edibles. We talked about edibles uh, last week on the program um new mexico doing wonders we no no we're no stranger to this we cover this and deliver the magazines often to new mexico but uh, uh years ahead of uh, texas and the cannabis industry uh, that's covered by um uh cameron from michael best attorneys uh, some of the top attorneys write for us uh, you know whether it's lisa Pittman or chelsea spencer or um uh, Cameron with Michael Best, uh, 
these guys all right. But um, great article also this month from Shada Tarabi. If Texas legalized adult-use cannabis tomorrow, who would get the license? And uh, this is a very interesting uh, story uh, because we talked about this at the Texas Hemp uh, Summit in uh, up in College Station a few uh, weeks ago there. But um, it was a... Uh, uh, eye-opening to see, you know, how these licenses are and, and what, what Texas would do with real cannabis, a real cannabis, cannabis program. And uh, so um, anyway, let's uh, – so the, the magazines are out. Just want to point these out. We want to let people know that they're out there. If you, you get these in the mail, some of you do get those in the mail. And um, just wanted to let folks know that uh, uh, they could pick that new edition up. Uh, as that that's getting out there to folks here at the final edition of the of the 2022 year so but with the end of the year comes uh, a new year and uh, we will have a legislative session coming up in uh, january our lawmakers get back to um, uh, making decisions that affect us all and and very often during the session coming up in the the new year we will check in with our friend jay mcguire from the um, Texas Hemp Federation and, and get updates from him. And, and Jay wanted Jay had something. He slid into my inbox on Tuesday of this week and, and uh, asked if he could come on and make an announcement. I said, certainly. So uh, welcome again to the program from the Texas Hemp Federation, Jay McGuire. How are you, Jay? I'm good. How are you, Russell? Good, man. Good, man. Good to have you on the show. Uh, we just uh, said goodbye to Dr. Matthew Brimberry. Um, and uh, got him to talk to us a little bit about pre-qualifying conditions for some for for folks with uh, medical legal medical cannabis in the Lone Star State. So um, uh, had a well, nice that's chat. That's so important, and I know that the the advocates for that cause are going to be in the Capitol along with us. They they certainly will, and and uh, you know we talked to him about what he might like to see with you know expansion of of you know for veterans and getting more medicine availability and and getting a little less restrictions for those guys on that end so what news do you have from the campfire there at the Texas Imp Federation Jay uh, give us your report thank, Russell thank you for having me on um as we discussed in the last uh, uh podcast that I spoke on uh, Senator Charles Perry of Lubbock mm-hmm. uh, predictably has introduced a bill that would effectively ban uh, the manufacture of hemp derived cannabinoid products in the state of Texas. So I think our your audience probably is already aware that uh, you can't manufacture uh, or dis- I'm sorry, you can't manufacture hemp products in Texas. Uh, this places a, a uh, a percentage limit uh, equal to that of other hemp products. Uh, it conforms. It's called. It's uh, Senate Bill. Eyes are getting small. I don't, don't want to get it wrong. Two sixty four. Mm-hmm. So, um, simply put, uh, and my message to your audience today is to pay attention. Um, please contact us because we are coordinating grassroots efforts as we speak. Uh, We are looking for small businesses, medium businesses, and large businesses. Uh, The small businesses, I think, can be most effective uh, by allowing us to coordinate message and communications with their own members uh, of the legislature. The the other piece of this, of course, 
it, aside from phone calls and emails, is we want people to come and visit the Capitol with us. Uh, our job will be to target uh, members of the relevant committees, uh, and as I said before, to pair constituents with their own uh, legislators. Mm -hmm. So uh, please contact me at McGuire at TexasHempFederation.com. Uh, and as always, Russell, thank you so much for allowing me to, to come on your show and rattle the cage and try to get people active. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's always good to get your insight. And, and, you know, you and I spoke earlier in the week about me getting a little more active and getting down there and agitating and, and just saying the right things. I, I was a little, little hesitant uh, last session, but I, I feel a lot more educated in this space about it as a member of the media, Jay. And I've got some things I'm doing with some marketing and we want to be certainly a lot more visible down there. Russell, let me just interject one note of caution. Sure. Um, use the word agitating. And that is absolutely the kind of thing that, that, uh, citizens uh, feel they have the need to do. I mean, you want to be heard. Uh, you want to express your frustration. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, we have to be effective in order yeah. to beat back the prohibitionists. And so one of one of our jobs here is to help people uh, in crafting their message in a way that will be heard. Um, uh, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. But uh, maybe we'll not agitate. It. Agitate's not the right way yes. to say that. <laughs> we just... We, we never want to go in hot. Yeah. Uh, we want to treat the, the process and the members and the staff yeah. with the kind of respect that we would want ourselves. Certainly. Because I've seen in the 30 years I've worked uh, in, in this legislature and others, uh, as well on Capitol Hill, people sometimes get in their own way, yeah. uh, inadvertently, and they're doing it honestly. But uh, that's why you talk to professionals like us, um, and uh, we're here to help. Uh, and hopefully, if we all pull together, we'll uh, at the end of this legislative session, we'll come out with another victory under us. Well, you know what I'd like to see, uh, Jay, and, and you might be impl uh, influential in this and in, in helping me get this done. But I've, you know, I've been on the phone with some lawmakers in the last year or two. Um, but I would like to see more of those guys come on the show, you know, oh, and, sure. and educate them. I think it wouldn't hurt for some of the lawmakers, you know, to come on the program. Uh, field questions from uh, from our staff or maybe our guests. Uh, have you co-host a show where we have some of these important decision makers in our legislature um, answer and educate and maybe even maybe us educate them, you know, even as well. So I, I think I'd like to see a little more of that in 2023 uh, from my staff and, and, and our production where we actually get, you know, some of those decision makers on the show. I think it'd be good. Well, that's a really good idea, Russell. I, I think your audience uh, needs to hear from their elected officials directly mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of having it interpreted by people like me and you sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and and to take some of the mystery out of why the legislature does what it does and how the process works, it's very easy to get confused about bills getting referred to committees and bills not getting uh, hearings and bills not getting set on calendars. And sometimes the only people who can really explain that are the members themselves. Yeah. So, um, and you know, it, it, the opportunity to put them in the hot seat a little bit, uh, to get them to declare their positions, uh, yeah. on the, the items that matter to us, like whether or not we're going to be able to continue using can hemp derived cannabinoids like Delta eight, uh, and the others, uh, in this state, so many people, rely on these products uh, to cope 
uh, with the everyday stresses of life, with anxiety, uh, with depression, mm -hmm. and, and all the other things that we all know about. So uh, that's our mission. Yeah, and, uh, and, and let's get those guys in the hot seat. Them. It's good to get those guys in the hot seat and let them uh, explain their, their position on 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 these, uh, you know, on these topics for laws that come up with these bills. So, um, well, I tell you what, Russell, I'll make you an offer. If you can get okay. Senator Charles Perry on, the show, <laughs> I will no, sir, this is no joke. Okay. I will debate him on this issue. Okay. Last. Okay. So try to get Charles Perry on. I don't know that he was one that I talked to last time, but, uh, but I, I reached out to several of them and, and several called back, uh, last session, um, but I would like to get him on, maybe get him on to debate with you. Uh, that would be a great idea, and maybe we can make that happen. I just want to reach out, and you know, when you make a call from the a magazine or a show, uh, they 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 know they need to call back because they don't know what you might write or say about them if they don't. So sometimes sure. it's been it's, I've found that they they do call back when when I ask them to. So, uh, well, well, I we'll, think, a, I think a, a, a respectful exchange of views certainly, uh, and perhaps challenging of assumptions and facts uh, is it will clear a lot of things up because I'm not convinced that Senator Perry is right about some of the things he believes about us. Uh, and, and I hope that he would be open to changing his mind about some of it. Well, we will see, and we will have you continually check in throughout the new year when we get into session, Jay. And uh, we look forward to hearing your reports and some updates with you throughout 2023. Thank you, my friend, for chiming in on the show this week. You're welcome, Russell, and have a good evening. All right, good evening to you too, sir. All right, that's Jay McGuire from the Texas Hemp Federation. If you want to email Jay, please send him an email at mcguire at texashempfederation.com and learn more about his uh, his good work and he does uh, protecting all cannabinoids uh, from um, from being removed. Uh, I'm Russell. It's the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast 106. Um, next week on the program, I don't know who I've got because I can't see it from here, but I believe it is the... Um, Oh, I've got uh, Texas uh, True Distributors and uh, Ross. My friend Ross is going to be on talk, talking about um, his Texas weed water. And then our friends on the 22nd um, will be a C a ATX CBD delivery. I'll be doing that one without Carl, but I'll be doing that one from home. Uh, Carl taking some time to be with his family for the holidays. And then we'll be back with uh, Gulf Coast Hemp Farms at the end of the year. So uh, uh, you guys stay safe out there. Happy holidays. And uh and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week for another edition of the Texas Hemp Show. Be, be on the lookout at all your CBD and smoke shops for the December edition of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. These are available all throughout CBD uh, and uh, smoke shops throughout the state. So Houston, Dallas, Austin, McAllen, San Antonio, all getting these here in, uh, in the month of December. So. Uh, good stuff, and we'll see you guys next week for another podcast of the Texas Hip Show. We'll be back after that. Thanks, guys.